What's going on, you boys? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're talking NFL Week 3 Picks Edition. And before we do that, do us a favor. Go down and like and subscribe. And as always, this is Paul. Pick and win them, Concha. Dolphins 2-0. Another shot glass. Let's get it. Who's with me? Hey, man. You already know. It's that boy, Lil' KK. A.K.A. the Don P.Y. A.K.A. Kevin Water Boy, some boy. But in this motherfucker, I smell new shoes. Yeah. Okay. This is how I'm be stepping on motherfuckers this season, man, with the lightning on the side. No, I really did that. To flex. I really did that to flex. Shout out my dog Justin. But I really wanted to talk before we talk anything, man. I want to talk some fantasy with your ass real quick, man. How your fantasy teams looking so far? Uh, a lot of my teams are looking good because almost all my leagues, I got Drake London in the late rounds. People are like, oh, he's not going to be it. I'm like trying to tell him, but there's always one rookie receiver that's going to be in the top 10, top 15 when it comes to fantasy. There's always, it's just a, like a fantasy role. Like there's only one receiver and he's getting the targets and now he's finally working his way into my starting lineup. I can trust him now week three. On a, And then like Curtis Samuel, I picked him up on the waiver wires on the low and like now he's kind of balling with crackhead Carson. So like, I feel like all my teams, I got so much depth. Like, right now, I have a problem that you rather have than not have, which is I don't know who to start because they all are going to snap. Like, I, don't, I just don't know which one's going to snap. I'd rather have that problem than not knowing who to start because they, they both might suck. Nah, that's just I, – I, I'm happy for you, man. Motherfucking, in one of my leagues, I'm one-on-one. I'm not doing th- – in our league, I'm one-on-one. My only loss is to your ass. And, like – if motherfuckers had tightened up a little bit, I feel like that game could have been a little closer. You feel me? Because it was like ugly at one point. But these last two weeks, I've been snapping. My other league, I'm 2 and 0, number one in the division. Most yes, points sir. scored. Like, unstoppable. I got Cooper Cup. They got three wide receivers. So I got Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, and Michael Thomas. And I got DeAndre Hopkins on the bench suspension. So, like, my, 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 my game plan for that is to wait for DeAndre Hopkins to come back and then. Trade away, um, trade away Michael Thomas most likely for a decent running back because Josh Jacobs, Elijah Mitchell's on the IR, and Josh Jacobs is not getting the touches that he needs. We'll talk there. about hey. this later too, but Josh Jacobs is not traveling towards Tennessee for this game because of illness. He has a stomach bug, so you better hit not them good. waivers, my man. That's not good. I got to make a trade. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's not good. I appreciate you telling me that because I see he was questionable. But that's fantasy life, man. Let's talk Thursday night football. We had the Browns, we had the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we had Brownie the Elf on the motherfucking field this for this Thursday, man. What was yeah, the final score? No, I can't uh, remember the final score, but uh, this nigga's like scored the last second. Yeah, Cleveland ends up winning 29-17 after getting the last second fumble recovery in the end zone. One of them fucking bad beats because I know I had a teaser for the Browns to at least, I mean, for the Steelers to not lose by 10. And I was looking good until that fucking last second bullshit. So that shit didn't cover. But, hey, man, the Browns got another win. Like, they're just they're just they're trying to save time until Watson's back and no cap, like Brissett, not looking bad right now for someone to, uh like, someone to save, like, the, the – Someone to be there for now. You know what's funny about that situation? I actually looked at the um, original ruling for the Jets. I have Deshaun Watson on the bench in one of my leagues, too. And um, I peeped that, like, when he got the original six-game suspension, I understood it now. Because, like, in a, in a criminal court, like, he didn't play last season. So, in the criminal court, they, the judge was looking at his time served. 
But the NFL raising up to 11 is straight, too. But do you see the fucking fans in the fucking crowd talking about some, man, the fans of tailgating talking about some motherfucking happy endings are illegal, having the mat. And I'm like, this is probably the most toxic fan base I've ever met. I've ever seen. They're going to back their guy, bro. And this shit is crazy. They're going to back their guys. They haven't even seen this guy play yet, but they're going to back him. I respect it. $240 million deep. Oh, yeah. You better you better watch this shit. But this was a fucking game on the low. Like, I feel like the Steelers, their offense looked very, very stagnant at a lot of points in the game. And motherfucking the Browns' offense just figured out how to win just to keep moving. Like, the first two drives, I swear, they, they took it down like 80, 70 yards, 80 yards on the ass to score, to score, to score. And I'm looking like the Browns, they're changing it up. They're fucking... Nick Chubb is going crazy. Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt is getting in that motherfucker. Even Jacoby Brissett's getting um, getting these short, quick passes out of there. Fucking the outs and shit, slants, catch him up. Joku snaps. Yeah, Joku's over here. I was mad because he's on the um, he's on the waiver wires in a couple in one of my leagues, and I was like, that's crazy. Like nobody fucks with this nigga. Well, I got Zacharyt's ass. We got 15 points last week, but damn. So I respected the Brown. I I found new. I found respect from the Browns for this game because like. I think I found newfound respect for the Browns, but I lost some respect for the Steelers. Cause like the Browns are showing that they're supposed to be three and up, like dead ass. And they're showing that they have the system and they have the infrastructure to be a playoff team. You just need a leader. Versus the Steelers, bring Big Ben back. Big Big Ben, you straight. I'm like Tom and I'm calling Ben, like, yo, you good? You 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 been icing? There was a at one point in this game though, I would say Mitch was looking stagnant. And looking bad, but I, I think it was like in the third quarter, they're making a nice little drive, and he throws a, a like a 40 yarder right into the bread basket, Deontay Johnson. And then it does, it just gets dropped. Like, and uh, Deontay's not known for dropping shit. He only has two drops this whole season on 36 targets, both of them being this game. So then it was another drop on like some wide receiver screen that ended up like making it a third and long. So, like, the wire, like, I want to put all the blame on Mitch. I put most 99% of the blame on Mitch, but those two big drops right there was the difference between on like bringing the punt unit out and like a big game to bring you into the red zone and keep the, like the game close still, because at a certain point, the moment, like I think it was the third or fourth quarter where I felt like the Steelers offense was just dead. Now, like the, the ability to keep up with the Browns and go back and forth was now out the window because they would go three and out punt it. And then Brissett would come in a second and a half get the pass out quick ass reads and to be the best read too and it's slow and methodical making their way up the field uh, Amari no, cooper balling too low-key like balling that was that was another great thing i like that you made that point because i didn't say i that's why i didn't i didn't originally come out and say names i didn't say like trubisky was doing this pickham was doing this i think the offense as a whole from even the play calling itself felt like it was a little stagnant. Like, it was kind of like, you're not going with the flow. The flow was kind of pushing you. And, like, you were just kind of just trying to make something shake. Because for a lot a lot of this game, this game was looking like the Steelers just need to put their foot on the gas and they can take the lead and then kind of run off with it. But these motherfuckers was kept just boofing. Like, George Pickens had that Odell-ass catch, but nobody's going to bring up the two drops that he had. And the one, the one where he dropped one. in the end the one they dropped in the end zone that was almost a pick, but Brett stepped out of bounds. Like, you feel me? Like, there was just the entire offense. Even Najee Harris, he looked good in the beginning. I don't know if he played in the end, but he looked real good in the beginning. But, like, shit got to slowing down. And, like, 
they just can never pick up the pace. And what really got me, and then even the execution, like the play calling, because like when it was fourth and five, you need a you're down by two. It's a two possession game. And you need um you're gonna need a field goal and a touchdown to um to win. Motherfucking so it's fourth and five. You need a field goal and a touchdown, two possession game. The defense gets a penalty. I want to say it was I can't remember what the pen too many men on the field. And so it went from fourth and five, you're kicking a field goal to fourth and one, and they're not going for it. Like they're not that they wasn't even a thought. I know that's exactly the thing. I th- I remember that too. That was right before they did the onside kick. I remember just looking at the game thinking, like, so you think you have a better chance of making this field goal here? Getting the defense, kicking the goal, getting the onside kick, either not getting it, getting it, waiting for your defense to get on the field, getting your defense to stop them, and then you're going to drive all the way back down here and get a touchdown in less than a minute and 20 seconds. Less than that, because when they finally did get the ball, it was like, what, 10 seconds on the clock? Was- yeah, like, you're, yeah, like you're expecting your defense with no timeout. So I'm like, you kind of, I'm looking at Mike Tomlin, like Mike Tomlin, you're just trying to be, now I don't know if Mike Tomlin calls the play, but I'm looking at whoever calls the play saying like, yo, I think they're just trying to keep this shit competitive and that went dead to their downfall after these motherfuckers scored and motherfucking another touchdown on you with zero seconds left on the clock. You didn't even kick a field, kick an extra point. So that's how I look at it. I feel like every piece of the Steelers offense was kind of just like Steelers offense was just was just stagnant, was stale. That's the best, my best word for it was stale. And then the defense isn't the same without JJ Watt. I think there's still a pretty um competitive defense, a top 15, top 10 defense. But you see the difference. JJ Watt is TJ Watt is such a big deal that you have to game plan around him. So if you don't have to game plan around him, a lot of people are feeling a lot more confident. And the deep and what's it called? The offense is getting away. They're running all over the place. You got Nick Chubb. You came into you came into this game knowing that the Browns are leading the league in rushing. You knew if you could do anything to stop the run, and then you had to force them to pass. But you don't have the personnel ready to like. They're looking like you have the personnel, but you just don't have the scheme to stop that. And don't get me wrong, I don't think anybody can tackle Nick Chubb with just one motherfucking by themselves right now. But like, it's better than letting that motherfucker run all over y'all ass. Yeah, no, the Steelers without TJ Watt, they showed the graphic. Their their offense goes from allowing like 19 points per game to like 26, getting three and a half sacks a game to one. Uh, like it's just a huge drop off. So like now that without TJ Watt, the Steelers defense can't win games. Like that was the one thing they had to win games, and without him, that winning ability, the X factor is gone. So now they're kind of just bottom of the barrel team right now in the AFC North. Just the offense is in there, defense is in there, and uh, the AFC North not an easy division. And it's a long season. They have time to figure it out. Maybe get. Maybe get to like Ken Pickett, get a rep, rep or something and figure something out. But they have a hell of a fucking schedule next. They got like Tampa. They put up their schedule during the game. Like the next day, they have the Jets next. And after that, they probably have like three or four tough ass games. And Tampa being one of them. I want to say Los Angeles is one of them. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the Steelers can do to bounce back. Because, you know, this team is never a team you can count out. Every year they make the playoffs. So we're going to see what they can do to figure this shit out. All right, well, that's, that's enough Thursday night. Let's talk these picks for this Sunday and Monday night slate or Sunday day games as well. Let's see. We have first on deck, a very competitive game. We're going to Chicago, hosting the Texans. Chicago is the favorite here at home by two and a half. They think it's a close game. Are you have a, how are you feeling about this game going into it? Chicago versus the Texans. 
The Texans are actually one of the better teams I've been surprised anymore this season, just because of how competitive their last two games were. So I definitely like the Texans. But, like, I want to see what the Bears can do because they did end up getting the, sneaking out and getting a W against the 49ers with up in the rain. And Sneaky. they didn't they didn't do shit the next game. So, like, and I understand you're playing against your arch nemesis, your fucking owner, your owner and mayor of your city type shit. But, like, what the fuck are y'all going to do now? Like, what can y'all do? Y'all guys have it. The matchmakers gave y'all a very competitive game to make it so that, like, you're not a bottom-of-the-barrel team. But I'm a firm believer in y'all are a bottom-of-the-barrel team. And I think the Texans might be able to figure something out. Because I don't, I, believe, I don't believe they have a run defense like that to really do anything about Damian Pierce. And maybe Davis Mills can catch the boys open. Yeah, no, uh, Fields, 28 passes total. Rest of the NFL, 28 completions. Like, they're, they're trying to hide something in Fields. He's not He's not the guy. He's not seeing the defense. He's not processing at the NFL speed. So, like, he has to rely on his legs more than he they want him to. And offense is stagnant. Like, Montgomery, David Montgomery, I think, is the only bright spot for the Chicago Bears. And they – Khalil Herbert's not bad. Yeah, they didn't – they went away from him. They – they didn't use him to uh, like he got 100 yards only like 13 carries last game against the Packers. They didn't use him at all because they started going away from them. Derek Stingley, we haven't talked much about for Houston, the rookie, but he's been looking great so far in his rookie season. Really, I think he can sh- shut down um, Darnell Mooney in his passing offense. And Houston, even though Robert Quinn is the only other bright spot for Chicago, the defense like. Houston, Laramie Tunsil is still putting up top five left tackle numbers according to PFF right now. So I think they have – like they just happen to match up really well against the only thing Chicago's got. And to top it all off, this is a Lovey Smith revenge game. Like they got rid of Lovey Smith. Houston's – like I think Houston's going to get up for this game. And I'm taking Houston. I think you're leaning towards Houston, but I know I'm rocking with them as the underdog here. Houston's the under. I love, I love when the underdog is like this. It's like, okay. There's some things that can make you that can go in their favor. They can figure this shit out. If the Houston offense can come out and kind of put a punch, put a punch in their mouth early, I think that'd be a big thing. They can score ten in the first quarter, and maybe another another three or seven in the second, while the Bears are kind of like still trying to get into the game a little bit. I think that can make the division the divide, and kind of you start seeing the Bears begin to quit a little bit. But yeah, I definitely gotta take Texas on this one. All right, on to – we're going to go – the Raiders, 0-2, are going to Nashville to play the Titans, who are also 0-2. Titans are the home underdog in this situation. Honestly, I think this is going to be a good game. I think both teams are pretty banged up right now. Some uh, Titans lost uh, Taylor Elani, uh Taylor Elong. He's hurt for the whole season. Left tackle, like starting left tackle out for the season is never good. Max Crosby is going to be going up against that. I think like another big game for Max Crosby. Diggs just had a big game against his Titans secondary. I think Devontae Adams is, I expect him to bounce back. Raiders don't have Josh Jacobs though, and they will not have Hunter Renfro, who is in concussion protocol. So that does make me a little worried, but I'm big. When he um, get the concussion? When he get the concussion? In practice or that after that? I play? believe it was on that last play where he fumbled it. Dang, that's crazy! He had a concussion on that. That's tough. And uh, but I mean, 
I'm big on going against the Titans, and I was big on the Raiders, so I feel like I can't jump off the train just yet. Just after, like, the Raiders, I felt like they should have won that game last week if it wasn't for that fumble six. So, it wasn't for the motherfucking Cardinals turning that shit on with 20 seconds in the last 20 seconds. Yeah, so I'm rocking Raiders. Is there, are you see a way that this Titans at home is scrappy here and gets the dub? Derrick Henry, Ken Henry. I mean, I think Garrett, I think. No, 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 no. Got Chandler Jones. No, 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 no. I don't think. I think Derrick Henry could go off, could get to have a decent game because he's doing, he has been playing better. But no, nah, this team's a problem. On to Ravens. Lamar Jackson's going to the play the Patriots. Patriots are the <laughs> underdog at home here. Ravens minus two and a half. Ravens just signed Justin Pierre-Paul. I doubt he's going to play, but they did just sign him to the team. How do you feel in here? Uh, I know Lamar's your boy. Oh, man, because, like, think about First off, Lamar likes killing the Patriots. Like, the way he be fucking up Belichick is kind of dangerous. I remember when he beat, beat them boys his MVP season, which was Tom Brady's last season with the Patriots. That was a good look. That should look fucking great. He put on the thing. And I think this is another chance for him to put on an MVP type performance. That we're gonna keep for we forget that he really put on an MVP performance because Tua and motherfucking Tua, Tyree Kill, and Jalen Waddle was leaving the secondary looking crazy out there last week. So it's easy to forget that like yo, Lamar for three and a half quarters looked like the fucking man. And he probably would take would take a little bit away from him if that pick had counted against Xavier that Xavier Howard had caught. But, nah, there's no way that I don't see the Ravens bouncing back from that loss, coming back coming back, and not facing any adversity in this game because, like, they finna fuck them boys up. A co-sign, but two and a half's not big enough. Patriots offense has only put up 24 points total. Ravens put up 40 last week, and they've been uh, 20 some, 27, I think, the week before. I don't think Mac Jones and this Patriots team has a fucking solution to be able to go into a shootout. And no. they don't have the wide receivers like Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. I know everyone's like, oh yeah, like they, they weren't they're blowing car. They're, they're still all pro cornerbacks, bro. That's just Waddle and Tyreek are freak of nature. It's like Patriots don't have those wide receivers to do that. And I think this is an easy, easy win here for the Ravens. And like Harbaugh remembers all the times he lost to Bill Belichick before he had Lamar Jackson and the boy. So like this is a low-key, like, a 10-plus-year coaching rivalry that, like, no one ever talks about. And they used to stay playing each other in the playoffs on the low. Yeah, AFC was always heated with the Ravens and the Patriots. Like, the Patriots, there's a point in the, either the Ravens, the Patriots, or the Colts represented the AFC for the longest, I swear. Then we have Miami hosting the Bills here. We're five-and-a-half-point five underdogs, bruh. We're going to beat the brakes off the Bills, bro. This is revenge week for us, baby. See, look. You see what happened when I went against the Dolphins last week? All-time performance in front of my face. Like, I'm watching this man. I was ne- I never enjoyed being so wrong so well like, till last week. Like, being wrong about the, the Ravens beating y'all and then watching the Ravens go up 34, 15, or 20. So, I respect. This Dolphins team to the fullest. I believe you guys are a great team, and I believe you guys are coming off of a high win. And y'all really on some, man, fuck the Bills type vibe. But now nah, they be fucking y'all asses up. Like, I don't know what it is about them boys. It's like LeBron and the, um, 
LeBron and the Raptors. It's just something like the Dolphins play fucking phenomenal against everybody except them boys. And like, I think they have your number. And I think the Bills are on a fucking MVP Super Bowl tear right now. Them boys look determined. So I think this game will be a lot closer than the five point spread. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if they fucked y'all ass up. I'm not gonna lie to you. Still, I'm still rooting for you. I'm still team two. See, this is why some people be like, "Oh, Paul, didn't Miami just have a Gatorade dumping performance last week?" I would agree most of the time. I definitely would, but we don't look ahead when we got Bills on deck. Like with the Bills on deck, the way they dominated us prior, we're not, we're not coming in flat. We like this is a big game for us. And one of the bigger reasons why not, I'm not just here biasly taking us. I'm also taking us because Mika Hyde safety is going to be out. Both of their defensive tackles, Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver, is going to be out. Cornerback Dane Jackson is out. So they're going to have two rookie cornerbacks, Kalir Lam and Kristen Benford on Hill and Waddle. Oh, wow. This is a, what did I say when we played the Ravens? Like their whole corner room was banged up. They're hurt guarding them boys. They're going to have a big game. Yeah, you saw that shit. I'm stressing it again, bro. The rookie cornerbacks with the Bills are going to be on Tyreek and Waddle. Stardom. Big performances, 100 yards plus touchdown. They're going to have a shootout down in Miami this weekend. Respect. And, like, I like that. But I, but you still have to worry about the Bills' offense. You guys have a great defense. But, like, we've seen what the Bills did with Jaylen, on Jalen Ramsey. We've seen what the Bills did against – um. well, their Titans don't got no corners like that. I do like their safety, so. But they ain't really got no corners like that. We got to um, see. We got to see. It's going to be a great game. I'm actually going to have this probably this, this is a 1 o'clock game? Yep. Dang, I'm going to have this one on the big screen. That's probably going to be game of the week. All right. Another 1 o'clock game. We have Bengals going up to New York to play the Jets here. Jets are a six-and-a-half-point underdog after coming back to beat the Browns last week. Flacco's playing like a man who has nothing to lose. Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson might be the most left-on receivers. Hey. I need you to say his name correctly. It's Big Bo Big Joe. Bo Joe. My boy, go put that bow in the throat. And, uh, I mean, this is a Bengals back-to-back road spot. I know we always don't like teams on back-to-back road spots. I know we don't like the Jets. But Jets are looking kind of frisky right now. And the Bengals' old, old line's looking friskier. Like, how are you feeling about this game? I mean – this is a good game. I think the Jets coming off of that win last week, pretty decent. But they're pretty sad to play the Lions. The Bengals. Oh. The Jets are please, hosting the Bengals here. Please, Joe Burrow. I, I need Joe Burrow to come back, figure out what they got to do, because the, the Jets have not shown that they have a, a pass rush like that. So just go ahead, only let Joe Burrow get sacked two or three times this game, and let them boys go off and step on Burrow. If they don't step on, put up, they put on the gas to turn up this week, if this game isn't at least a, a two-possession game, I'm hoping like 17 points at least. And I'm not gonna really sit down and look at you, look anybody in the face, and say, "Yo, the Bengals are a team you could trust late in the season this year." I will say, Jets haven't had a back-to-back win since December 2020. It's been a long time. You got Joe Flacco versus Joe Burrow, the battle of the Joes, old and new. I think I'm taking. I can never pick the Jets to win, so I'm taking the Bengals. But I think this Jets defense is going to keep this game closer, just because I've. And this Bengals O line is just that bad. I mean, 
I don't know what it is about. Do you think this team just does not know how to cultivate O linemen? Do they not? They don't know how to build an O line. Like Someone did point out because O linemen. I can't remember. I think it was Andrew Whitworth. He was pointing out how like O linemen, like you got to be able to know what each other's mind is thinking at all times, and like you don't get that just from just because you're good and another guy's good doesn't mean you automatically know what each other's thinking and can mesh together. So sometimes O linemen just don't mesh, and you just can't really ever get get going because of the fact that you're just not you got to be one whole unit and sometimes you just can't click you can be a pro bowler all you want but if you're not clicking with the other four guys it's not working and an o-lineman you only have to get by them once or twice to have a bad game like if you get by an o-lineman once everybody's gonna look like damn this man blah 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 gave up a sack against blah 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 like well speaking of sacks we have that boy aiden hutchinson and the lions oh, here i think he had oh, what Three sacks last game. Three sacks. And I think he got a safety. I don't know if he got the safety or someone, but they, I know there was a safety in that he, game. He was in He was in the mix. I don't think they credited to him, though, but he was definitely in the mix. Okay, so we got the Lions going to Minnesota to play that boy, Captain Kirk, who's not on prime time. Got to stress that one. And uh, Vikings are laying six points. They're favored by a whole six right here. This is uh, Lions' first game on the road. Also, and uh, Vikings are coming off a big L. Maybe they tighten up ship here, but how how you feeling here? I felt so good about picking the Vikings last week. This week, they scared me. Not because they're playing against the Lions, a divisional rival, so somebody that understands how your offense works and your bread and butter because they play out twice a year, but because I don't know what Kirk Cousins is showing up. Is Kirk, is your cousin Kirk showing up, or is Kirk, I don't like to see the lights in primetime showing up because Jay Jett is going to be open. Okay, Jet is going to be open regardless. I mean, he's going to they have two good corners back there and Omani and the other homie. What's the name again? Jeff Okadaga. He's a uh, cornerback one, I know. They just got they just got some crazy-ass last names over there on corner. Like, that's that's crazy out there. But um, I definitely respect the fact that um this Lions, this Lions team won last week and they won, like, convincingly. Well, but they just kept on scoring and the team – so, and they and they their offense showed promise. So I'd like this game to be a close game, but I don't know. I feel like it's, you know, the right Kirk Cousins shows up. I don't know what this Vikings defense exactly is, but if the right Kirk Cousins can show up and be able to get the ball to Thielen, and um, yeah, if he can really get the ball to Thielen, and then while J, while Jay Jettis is being covered up crazy, I think they can get they can get this dub and make sure Dalvin Cook stays in the mix and stays stays in the mix of everything. But if they come, if they perform half as bad as they did on Monday night, I don't think they could beat the Jaguars. Hey man, that's why you always fade Kirk Cousins and this Viking squad on prime time. They always know how to stink it up, no matter how hot they are going into it. I think this is a good bounce back spot for them. I don't think the this is a Lions first road game. A lot of people like think they're doing real good because like they they played at home back to back. They had the home fans in their favor. This is. Now it's finally a game that's not in their favor, and I think uh, it's going to show a little bit more than what some people are expecting. So I, I like the Vikings in this spot to win, and I think they win pretty convincingly like a, to cover that six too, but Vikings straight up. Nice. You got the Vikings as well? Oh, I didn't, I didn't get my pick up? Nah, you're, you're kind of leaning on both sides. So I didn't know for sure which one you had. I got, I got the Vikings, but I got motherfucking – the Vikings motherfucking – that we saw week one against the Packers. Like, I need that team to show up. I need that team to show that, like, Kevin O'Connell is some type of offensive genius. Like, 
and I don't know what their defense is, but I just need them to get stops. Okay, I respect it. All right, and to the last, I think this is the last one o'clock game we have on the slate. Uh, no, we got a couple more, but uh, Chiefs going to the Colts. Colts are five and a half point underdog. I I would have gave them a whole ten. The Colts is not shit. It was bigger. It was seven. And people have been betting on the Colts a lot at that seven to enough to bring it down to five and a half. So the betting people think it's gonna be a close game here, I think. Shaq Darius Leonard's still out. He just he's been practicing, but he's out. They uh, they announced that. And that uh I didn't know, but the reason why their O lines been looking so bad was they were starting a guy who played left guard at left tackle. And halfway through last game, Matt uh Frank Wright realized like this isn't working. Now they got rookie left tackle out there. Which is I I mean, take that for what it's worth. I mean, it's about Matt Ryan's health agent. Price is going up right now. The way they put up that fucking egg against Jacksonville last week. I have no respect for this Colts team right now. I can only hope to see what they're going to promise they can bring into this season. And I don't think it starts this week against Patrick Mahomes. No. Yeah. Especially after that tough-ass Chargers game they just played, they just had to face some adversity, and they could really show, like, no, we're still the Chiefs. Then they don't put 40 on these motherfuckers, I'm going to be upset because I got Pat Mahomes in fantasy. Yeah, bro, I can – however you want to cut this pie, bro. Andy Reid off the long rest wins a lot of the games. Mahomes versus that defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. Colts uh, have one of the worst defense against tight end right now. Travis Kelsey's a fucking beast tight end, if you don't know. Uh, Colts have lost 10 straight games at home as an underdog. Mahomes is 6-0 and when playing in domes. Like, no matter how you want to cut this pie, the Chiefs are walking out with this dub. This thing you said, Mahomes is six of them who play at domes. That's probably the most betting map I've ever seen. Yeah, but you put him in a dome, there's no wind resistance. He's throwing darts. I like on, it. I got on to our next game here. Another, this is a little, another big spread, one of the biggest spreads of the weekend. We have the Washington Commanders hosting division rival Philadelphia Eagles and what should be a Carson Wentz revenge game. Got the Eagles rolling in town. Now he's he's the captain of the Washington Commanders. How you how do you see this game going? Oh no. I mean the Commanders wide receivers have actually been stepping up and making Carson Wentz look a lot better. Making it look like they I'd rather have Carson Wentz than Matt Ryan type better. But the way Darius Slay played on Monday, short week. Those corners really stepped all the way up. They wasn't giving up shit. So I really don't I really can't imagine them. And it's in it's in it's in Philly or Washington. It's in Washington. Washington's the home dog. By yeah, almost a whole I, touchdown. I can't I think you could I think that's pretty fair. Like I can't imagine them boys, those corners back there in that defensive line, that defensive rush, not making something shake against this team with I'm trying to think what did they had Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence scored what 21 points on this team. Yep. And then the Lions <laughs> put like 30 something on them. Yeah. And then Jared Goff for 30. So motherfucking Jalen Hurts might run all over these motherfuckers on top of getting the ball to AJ Brown and deep Dallas Goddard. And I don't got to play Sham this week in fantasy. So that's a good thing. Yeah. I really like AJ Brown to step up and have a much better game than he had last week. Yeah. This Eagles team might run with it. What do you think is going to happen? 
Oh no, I agree. I think this. I think the Eagles win here. Like they just they're just steamrolling. They're low key doing the same shit the Bills are kind of doing right now. Just uh, they let their they let the Lions get in the game more than they should have in that first week. They were winning like thirty eight to twenty, and then they let the Lions score two late like last minute touchdowns to make it look closer. But in reality, like they have the number one offense right now. They're putting up like four hundred and fifty yards. Right, uh, the number two is the Dolphins. Number three is the Bills. Like so. The Eagles right now just they, they look great. Washington, I love Carson, but I can't back him right here. Like I want him the ball because it's fuck the Eagles in his mindset right now. But when Carson has that mindset, it's typically when he starts fucking up. So that's why I'm gonna go away from him and I'm gonna rock with the Eagles. One of the one of the more crazier one o'clock games. I don't want to say crazier, but I think funner games. Division rivals, Panthers hosting the saints here saints are favored by two and a half camara still banged up winston's got the back brace he's still banged up how is this how did the saints first three games all division rivals falcons bucks and panthers <laughs> like how did they who who said that who said that that was is that is that what the matchmaker said they said yeah saints fans just choose violence so we that's what we want to see violence. baby we just want the most – we just going to get them the most violence we can find. Like, what the fuck? But, hey, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Because I don't think the Panthers are shit. I don't think the Panthers are shit. But I will also give them – I will slice them a little bit of, like, benefit of the doubt because that first game, you're not expecting a rookie kicker to blast, like, a 58-yarder to win the game on your ass. And then the other one – you lose by a field goal, but you started the game off with your kick returner fumbling the ball in like the twenty. You and then the very next drive, Robbie Anderson fumbles on like the third play of, the, uh, of your offense. So like you gave the ball up within thirty yards of a touchdown, like back to back within the start just to start the game, and dug yourself out of that hole just to lose by a field goal. But given all that, they I test they look terrible. Like they're still not a team that I'm like, oh yeah, look at teams. Dan Orlovsky broke it down where. If Christian McCaffrey is one yard behind Baker, they run the ball every time, an RPO. And if Christian McCaffrey is actually lined up next to Baker, they pass the ball every time. And if Dan Orlovsky can see that shit, these defensive coordinators have been licking their chops looking at this shit. But I don't want to stress enough, Winston is hurt. Like, this back injury is more major than some people think. Kamara is legitimate. He didn't play last week. For, like he's banged up like so these are two playmakers that are hurt and the o-line has just looked so goddamn awful for the fucking saints like that's something where the panthers brian burnt like that's that's a key of victory if i was the panthers is defense we're gonna we're gonna go after winston or send to get ten turnovers throw some picks like he did last week fucking feel uncomfortable in the pocket he can't move his back fucked up so you think the Panthers might steal this one as a home dog? I'm taking them as a home dog here just because Saints love team, teams in domes when they go outside into the state on these, like, ugly-ass fields. They team, they're not the same team when they, than they are when they play at home. Panthers, I think, just have their number. I don't have the exact number, but I know Panthers actually lead. They, had, they stole a game last year against the Saints at home. So, like, I think the Panthers can do it again, and – like, I don't know, bro. Like, I just have that gut feeling on this one. Everyone's out I, on the Panthers, so it's time for me to dive in. I respect your gut, man. I respect your gut. I, I don't fuck with either of these teams. I actually like the Panthers a lot more than I actually. I actually hate the Panthers a lot less than I hate the Saints. 
but I'm gonna take the Saints on this one because I feel like they had Tom Brady's ass in a bubble until um until that fourth quarter until they got to pushing Marshawn Lattimore ass or shit. But what was the game like? Three three going into the third, like yeah, then like three six. Mm, so I feel like the Panthers, the um, Saints defense, even oh Marshawn Lattimore is playing right. Yep. So yeah, even though the Saints defense is um. I feel like the Saints defense can really keep this game close and their offense just has to make something shake once. Like once or twice. Cause I've seen I've seen what you did to the Falcons. I seen I didn't watch the I didn't watch the Flex game, but I saw how fucking how I saw those highlights and I saw how much uh, every play there was just some tension. There was just some animosity on every on every drive. So like, if you can come with that same energy and really make Baker frustrated and keep him in a box, I think you can really do and I don't think that's hard to do against them. So like I really, I'm not trusting the Saints defense, but I just think this is their chance. This is, after, especially after coming up, uh, maybe they could bust them boys. All right, happy we're finally split on a game here. Now we, we go split on two games. We split on the Dolphins and then this. One. All right, I, don't know. I just like seeing a little separate, like when we're like so we look back some differences. But uh, another one we got char- first of the four o'clock games. Chargers are hosting the Jaguars. Justin Herbert is a game-time decision. He is still banged up. Yeah, it was a minus seven for the Chargers. But now that he's a game-time decision, the spread is gone. I told Kyle not to take the minus seven because of this exact reason. Now now he's looking foolish because no one knows if Herbert's going to play. But – What? They still got Tyrod Taylor? No, Tyrod Taylor is actually suing their team doctor for puncturing his lung right now. So, same team doctor that's working on Herbert right now. I don't know how he still has a job. Bro, they this man fucks up Herbert, bro. They might, they might, they might, they might, they might hang him. I'm not gonna. And oh, JC Jackson's looking doubtful. I don't know why y'all played him Thursday if he's still that banged up because now he might not even play this Sunday. Corey Lindsay's banged up. He might not play. Keenan Allen's questionable. So they have some people on the injury report. Like Corey Lindsay's the center, like the veteran center too. So that's a big deal that he he might not play. So what I'm hearing is that Austin Eckler's gonna get a lot of a lot of extra touches. I that's what I'm thinking too. And also like Jags are 0 18 in their last 18 road games. That's just a crazy little fact. Like so. I think they had their big win this week. They come down a little bit to earth. Even if Chase Daniels is starting quarterback, I think they can scheme up an offense that can get some points. And it's not even offense. It's Joey Bosa, Cleo Mack, and Tranquil at the pass rushers against this offensive line. Like, Trevor Lawrence looked good last week, but that's because he had time. This week, I don't think he's going to look nowhere near as good. He's going to be running for his fucking life. And the Chargers, would, even with a backup QB, I, I would take him here. Then – on to our last couple games here. We got a couple more 4 o'clock ones. We got your Falcons going to Seattle Seahawks in a pick. Uh-huh. This is literally a 50-50 game. How do you feel here? Like, this is the, like, this is the battle of maybe top five picks. Like, like, this is a big deal right here. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> no, someone once I heard that today, they're like, man, loser gets first pick. Like, that's it. Like, that was actually funny. But, nah, well, I mean, we're a bad team, but we don't play like a bad team. Like, you couldn't tell. The, oh, no. The, 
the record's gonna tell you we're a bad team, but the last two games show you that like we're gonna we have fight in us. We have we have dogs. They just don't have a lot of bark. You feel they have they just don't have a lot of bark on their ass yet. We are gonna get them there. You feel me? But I'm feeling fucking great going into this game. I'm, I haven't talked shit to my brother all week. Definitely gotta talk shit to him all day tomorrow. And then I got from one to four o'clock to talk as much shit as I can. And then I just want us to go out there and look um, fucking great. But I've been screaming that Marcus Mariota isn't going to play through more than three games. So, like, this might be the game that he's <laughs> And I was Desmond Ritter, you feel me? But I definitely love – I like us going into this game. Each of, even of our last two games, we showed that the offense can make moves, can drive, can make plays. The defense can show some type of sort of pass rush that you never had before. I mean, cornerback play didn't look the best against Michael Thomas in the fourth. But every other time, I feel like we didn't look terrible. And we kept Cooper Cup and them boys. Cooper Cup told me one touchdown. So that's always a good that's always a good thing to most people. So I'm looking forward to us thinking of us making them making something to shake in this game. I don't see the Seahawks doing anything. I think they got up to beat Russ and now it's time for them to get fucked up by the rest of us. Yeah, and they they look good against the Broncos last week, but like is that even impressive right now? Like Broncos are have not looked good at all. So uh, I mean, I liked it with that first week, but uh, and it was Russ Falcons. They almost pulled off the impossible last week. Drake London looking like a guy. I need them to find Kyle Pitts, get him more involved. I think he only has like four catches on the year or some crazy stat. Like, yeah, that's like two catches for like fourteen yards or something like that. Yeah. and it was in both games. Yeah, so he just needs to get a little. I mean, just get him a little bit more involved. He's a playmaker. You don't got too many, so like, you get, I like get him boys over going. The top. I like him over the top one on one with a safety up the seam. I love those. I love those routes with him. I don't think Marcus Mariota got the arm and the accuracy to put it there. Well, and uh, I this is I'm breaking another. I'm breaking the Cardinal rule again. This is another back to back road spot for Atlanta. But hey, Atlanta stayed after the LA game and chilled on the West Coast. And they and Marcus Mariota played at Oregon. He loves the West Coast. Uh, played for the Raiders. He loves the West. Like I feel like he he's not even though it was an earlier game. He's not worried about that. So yeah, I'm I'm riding with your Falcons here also. Like I'm not sold on Geno in that rushing game. I think Penny looks good in spots, but they're only averaging 50 rushing yards a game right now. So they're like Falcons, Cardell Patterson's looking pretty good. Mari Mariota's looking good. Drake London's looking good. Defense, I think, can actually play a big game here. I mean, I'm looking forward to our defense. Can our defense show that same pass rush? Because we can show promise of a pass rush and that we can do things that shows that we're trending upwards in life and then second motherfucking we can keep that up throughout the season we'll be dangerous for a lot of foes you feel me facts especially uh-huh. the way to the same the way we got back on the saints online i mean that doesn't really mean much for as, as of right now because he got fucked up last game too but that's a good defense hey y'all y'all look good i mean y'all got picks on stafford like i think y'all looking good right now uh, next game, four o'clock. Packers are playing the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favored by one point. Another pick'em game, basically back to back. Bucks' offense has continued to look sh- kind of stagnant, struggling. I'm pointing out now their front seven is still raw. Their secondary had one big game last weekend, so now people are going to think that they're great and they're like that. They're not like that. Winston just was getting pressured and throwing some iffies out there. I mean. Yeah, I just don't – I don't see the fucking – I've seen people talking about, oh, what's that? What are they going to do with, with the corner? I'm like, right, the corners are, have one good game. They're not going to go back-to-back in, like, all these picks. I mean, I might be wrong, but I just don't see it. No Mike Evans. 
a banged up O-line for the Buccaneers, and the Packers low-key are the number one pass rushing team right now. They generate 64% of pa- uh, pressure on pass rushes, so they're number one. I just – they Packers look like they got their grove back last week. I know it was the Bears. I know it was the Bears, but this, I think this is a team that looks like they're trending more up, whereas the Bucks are trending more down. So I'm going to – I'm riding with the back-to-back MVP here. This is interesting because the Packers – I'm definitely taking the Packers on this one. But I would love to see – like, I don't think we've seen this matchup in a while since. Did they play last year? Uh, no, people were waiting for it in the playoffs, I think. But we, they played twice that one year where I yeah, think – Yeah, they played playoffs and then where they went one and one against each other. Yeah. So now you got the Packers, the Packers with no receivers. And this could be the last dance for both of them too. So this is they people are saying this could be like two goats final face off in the NFL. Yeah, this is gonna be actually a pretty interesting game. I'm gonna tap into this one. But yeah, I got my Packers on this one. I hope Aaron Rodgers continues trending upwards. Hope Christian Watson kind of gets a feel for the game more and starts on looking a little more um exposed. And I just think that this secondary is always giving Tom Brady trouble. Like this there's never been a day that like he really so three picks through three picks last time they played. Mm-hmm. Like the secondary always gives Tom Brady trouble, and that's what's gonna be the problem for him. On to we're both on the Packers. Y'all didn't pick up on that, but on to our last four o'clock game before we hit these primetime games. We got the Rams going to Arizona to play the Cardinals. Rams have been looking kind of bad. The Cardinals pulled out a rabbit out of the hat last week. I mean, how are you breaking this one down? Who you rocking? I'm glad you said that. This game on paper um, doesn't look doesn't look like um what are the Rams one and one? It doesn't look um it doesn't look like it's gonna be a close ass game. But the way the Cardinals came back and showed resilience, and right now they're just stacking wins. But I also feel like this that. Raiders defense isn't gonna put as much. I think Max Crosby and Chandler, Chandler Jones. Are oh no, no, it's the it's the Rams versus Cardinals. Yeah, I'm, and then um, I'm talking about like last week when they played oh, the Raiders. Okay. I think I know Chandler Jan, Chandler Jones and um Max Crosby are dudes and they had good games, but I really feel like Aaron Donald and the boys are gonna have a field day against this motherfucker. And they've been they got a, they still haven't showed this showed anybody that they're shit yet. Like, nobody really – Jalen Ramsey got that pick, of course, cool, but it was against Marcus Mariota, just chill. So, like, they still have to show out. This is their game to show out. Is there any um injuries on offense for the Rams? Um, I don't – I'm not sure if Van Jefferson's playing. Um, I'm not – I don't – nothing re- that's, like, uh, big enough for me to note. Okay, so – and Allen Robinson found a way to get going a little bit last week. So, I think this is the Rams' chance to really show, like, yo, we're the reigning Super Bowl champs, so let's fucking have a great game. So I'm taking the Rams on this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I want to take the Cardinals, but I don't know. I don't trust the boys. Yeah, they are. So, uh, Kyler Murray is 1-5 against the Rams. Sean McVay owns Cliff Kingsbury in the division. Uh, Stafford has – but then at the flip side, I just think this Rams team, I just haven't seen anything from them. Like, I had them in my Super Bowl favorite, and – First two games, I like other than uh, Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby, like they have no run game to speak of. Allen Robinson, yeah, he got kind of more involved, but he's still not really that number two receiver that we were that the Odell Beckham replacer, um, the Robert Woods replacer. Like he's not that right now. And uh, I mean, Stafford's five interceptions at home. 
Like back, they had back-to-back home games, and he still threw five interceptions. Now he's on the road. I'm actually going to go with the Cardinals here as a home underdog. I, the, I, we rarely see me take the Cardinals, especially over the Rams, but this is the Cardinals. I think I think Kyler's realized if he doesn't run, they lose. So maybe he we see him go for like 75, 80 yards here, and they just kind of and like we see Madden and Kyler win this game. I would love to see them boys try, but I don't know, man. I don't know if Bobby Wagner's going for that. How's he? How's he looking this season? He get. I'm not the biggest fan of Wagner because I just feel like he just gets stats. Like I never that feel like his. I, I never feel his presence in the game. I just see. I just see like someone gets a slant, he makes a tackle. He doesn't miss open tackles. But other than that, he's not like getting sacks to change the game. He's not creating turnovers. Like I just. I don't feel his presence right now. I respect it. And then our our primetime Sunday game, we have 49ers going to Denver to play the Broncos. Broncos are the home underdog. 49ers are favored by a point and a half. Who are you rocking with here? How are you feeling? Is it Jimmy G and them boys? Oh, George Kittle, I think, is coming back. Um, so that's a big thing to note. Patrick Sertain is probably going to be out for the Broncos. And Justin Simmons is probably going to be out for the – is out for the Broncos. Jerry Judy is banged up for the Broncos. He is questionable, but how do you feel about this game? 49ers are fucking boys up, straight up. Russ has not looked like Russ hasn't done anything to show his unlimited stature. I don't think this team gelled and mixed well. Um not a Nathaniel Hackett fan. I'm not I'm not with Bronco County at the moment. And it's really because the boys fucking me up in the first week for like. I ain't going I'm not with Bronco County and I think this this 49ers team might be better with Jimmy G starting and not Trey Lance. Um I'm going to say it too, bro. I'm selling all my Bronco County estate. It is up in the air. Whoever wants it can have it. I'm out of there. Them boys, I'm not with the rush train. The Broncos fans were literally counting down the play clock last weekend so they don't get a delay of game again. Like that's like this time, the time man. They're looking like Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys last season when they was getting delayed games for no fucking reason. It's like, what are y'all doing? Like y'all can't even do the little things right. The Russ is not hitting anybody in in um in stride. It's just like they're the more hurt team, and there's just the mojo of the 49ers when they've got Jimmy G. They're hitting him on the helmet. They're they're all picking him up. They're like tears of joy like it has got the mojo back and the broncos i just see they ain't got no mojo like that's just how i see it so that one and a half spread is way too small give me the 49ers here on prime time no cap and the biggest thing about it is this is when i go back to sunday nights i'll be sitting there thinking like i'd rather that browns steelers game i'd much rather watch that than the fucking 49ers broncos well, then we get a division rivalry game here for Monday Night Football. We have the Cowboys going to New York to play the Giants. I don't want to see this bullshit either. <laughs> the line was three. Now it's a pick them at one point. Giants are favored by that one point. How do you feel this NFC uh, division rivalry going? This is actually an interesting game because the Cowboys – beat the fucking Bengals. And, like, I don't think that was a great game. I don't think there was a lot of scoring stuff. But they said Cooper Rush didn't look too much worse than Dak. So it's kind of like they're just going to play how they live out there. So, like, you would think that the, the Giants starting off 2-0 and 
Uno, baby. You gotta you gotta fade the Gatorade eventually. So this is this is a because of um the injuries, I feel like this is a better matchup. But like Tony Pillard, is came on table got hurt, didn't he? Yeah, he's still out. And same with the other pass rushers. Z, but they won both those games without their top two pass rushers. People but, have pointed out. Even though I even though the Titans have showed they're not a great team, I think they really showed that. The Giants beating them was a fucking, like, you just have to mess up a shit ton. And I don't know. I kind of like the Cowboys in this one. I don't even like picking the Cowboys like that. But I think the Cowboys would have went two games in a row without Dak. It would be this game, these two games. All right. We're both on the Cowboys here. I mean, they were plus three, and I took the plus three. I get a field goal. But now it's a plus one. I knew the line was going to get smaller. Like, like this Giants team is not a three-point favorite. You can't refund a bet. No, nah. well, yeah, you can't, but um, now that the line's at plus one, like, my odds are, like, I still get the same odds as the people who bet on the plus one. I just, like, locked in at the three. So, like, I get an extra two points on the ass. Oh, okay. So, you but, get better off. Uh, this is a, a Tavon Diggs pick six type of game. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, what is it? Where's the stat at right here? Daniel Jones, 0-8 in primetime games. He is 0-5 in Monday night football in particular. 12 interceptions, three fumbles. He turns the ball over when the lights are bright. Oh no. Last game when they played the the um, commanders, he was um he had the wheels. He was Danny Wheels. Hey, bro, I'm just I'm just I'm just pointing out the stats, bro. And in particular against this Cowboys squad, the Giants are lost nine of the last ten games. So like the Cowboys, I've I've watched almost all the Cowboy Giants games, and I, almost every time it's like the Cowboys just like to beat this Giants team. Like this is their little brother of the division, at least for the last five or so years. And the Giants have the thirty-second ranked O line. Brian Burns had a great day. That's why I picked the Panthers last week. And Brian Burns did get over the sack, like I like I called. I think Mika Parsons, who is what what how many sacks he have already? Four sacks. Yeah, he got four sacks already, uh, 22% pressure percentage. So he he gets to the quarterback one every five snaps. So he has more sacks than the Steelers and tight team. Yeah. Oh, no, Highsmith, no Highsmith. Highsmith three and a half. But Giants O-line ranked 32nd against Mika Parsons. That's all I need to know. Cooper Rush looked pretty damn good. Like, give me the Cowboys on prime time to own Daniel Jones. That's funny as fuck. I hope this game is ugly as hell. But I'm looking forward to this week. The last two weeks of football have been fucking phenomenal. And this is going to be another good one. I'm calling it. I think we're going to start with the two locks and the dog here, Kev. What's, give us two locks and a dog this week. All right, man. I'm going to enjoy my fucking locks this week. So we got to start off with my dog. Hey, don't tell them boys. But I'm going with the Houston Texans as my dogs this week. I'm not okay. going to lie I like that one. Never believed in the Texans in life. I've never even been to Texas before, but if I'm going to Houston for spring break, I'm going to trust the Texans this week, man. And then my locks, got to take the Chiefs over the Colts because what the fuck is a Colt? Is that a horseshoe? You don't <laughs> understand that Chiefs, that the Chiefs, they ride the horses, you feel me? Like, yeah, I'm definitely taking the fucking Chiefs on that one. And then my other lock has to be, my Atlanta fucking Falcons, man. Okay. I want us to go in there and play with some great fucking energy, show that we're, like, a very competitive team, and I'm taking my team to bust some ass this week. 
All right, I respect it. Um, my two, I guess I'll start with my locks first. My two locks, I'll go different than you. I'm taking the 49ers to beat this Broncos team. I just haven't seen anything from the Broncos. The 49ers got all the mojo with Jimmy G back. Um, then my other dog, other lock is going to be the Ravens to beat this Patriots team. The Ravens definitely are the better team here. They're going to drop 30, 30. If you drop 30 on the Patriots, the Patriots don't have the offense to score 30. And that's how I see this game going. And then my dog, pour it up for the big boys. We're going with a big oh, wait, five. Hold on. Let me pour a Falcon shot with you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, for the audio listeners, bro, my, my dog this weekend will be the Miami Dolphins with five-and-a-half-point home dogs. Like, the, the Bills are hurt. They're going to have two rookie corners on Tyreek and Waddle. Um, yeah, Miami's got some injuries as well, but I just think we have the weapons. We had this game circled. It's. I said last week we we're going to beat the Ravens and put teams on notice, and this week I'm, I'm just doubling down on that. But cheers, bro. We got, we got some dogs and locks there, Falcons and Fins. But on to where the money's made. We're going to give you – I'm going to give you my – actually, instead of five of my best bets this weekend, I'm actually going to give you six because the last two weeks I've had six. And the X, that sixth one that I've been keeping off always hits. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going I'm to throw that sixth one on this weekend. We've had back-to-back winning weeks on bets. So if you haven't been listening, pay attention. 49ers, minus one and a half. Spread's not big enough. Broncos have not looked good. The spread's on, it is small only because people think Russ is still Mr. Unlimited. He has not shown that so far this year. Jimmy G and his 49ers with George Kettle is going to be – going to be balling right now especially with certain and justin simmons out for the broncos 49ers minus one and a half one of my first lock it up second okay. one okay second one panthers plus three winston's back injury camara still banged up saints o-line has been a fucking abysmal brian burns is going to have a big game they lost their last nine against the spread i think they're fucking due for one here and like I know you're never supposed to say that, but I think they do, and they always sneak one with the Panthers. So I, I'm going with the Panthers one more time, plus three, make this a field goal game. Chiefs minus five and a half. How do you want to cut this pie? Mahomes in the dome, six and zero against the spread. Uh, Colts have lost their last ten straight at the home. Andy Reid off a long rest gets the Chiefs scoring a lot of points. Mahomes versus this coordinator, seventeen touchdowns, two interceptions. Colts got a rookie left tackle against Jones and Kalakis. They're going to eat this fucking O-line alive. Matt Ryan's not mobile enough to get out of there. Shaquille Darius Leonard is out still. So Chiefs, this could have been a spread of 10, and I'm taking the Chiefs right here. Houston, Houston plus two and a half. Lovey Smith revenge game. Fields is not that good. I, I would never choose the Bears as a favorite. And uh, the, Houston's just been the better team out of these two. And I think they're more scrappy. And plus two and a half, I think they're the better team. So I'll take the plus – give me the plus numbers. Give me almost a field goal. And then my bonus – oh, no, my bonus, I got two more. My Jets plus six and a half. I think Bengals still win, but I think the Jets make it a close game just because their defense has been scrappy. Bengals' O-line has looked terrible. Bengals are playing back-to-back road games, so there's they never like that in the betting perspective. So Jets to not lose by more than a touchdown, I think is a good pick. And then my final one is Ravens minus two and a half. 
tell me I can pick the Ravens to win by a field goal against this Patriots team that looks terrible right now. Yeah, they almost lost to the Steelers last week if it wasn't for a Hail Mary type play to Al Gore who mossed the cornerback. So Ravens coming off of a crazy performance is just going to repeat it again. So give me Ravens minus two and a half. And those are my six best bets of the week. Hey, Lamar MVP, man. Can't beat it. And did you pick Lamar for MVP? Yeah, he. Uh, I have him and I have him and Carr. Both of them are my two. Lamar was my official pick. Carr was my sleeper, and we both agreed on that sleeper pick. Yeah, Lamar is MVP. I should have said Josh Allen, but I, I was feeling myself for that job. I felt like Charles Barkley when, he, when they had the um, all-time draft. He was like Allen Iverson. <laughs> he said, "What? Oh, I thought we were picking who who people like." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about um, Joe Joe picking Joe Burrow for MVP. Well, shit, we, maybe Joe Burrow turns it around this week. Maybe our boy wow. Kev turns it around this week and a, a big pick wins out of it. Like, it's still oh, yeah. early in the season. Yeah, I'm only, I'm only, um, I'm only losing four this week. There's only four, but I'm like, ah, yeah. None okay. of them were the Falcons. When I know the Falcons going to win, that's how I know we're going to get some dubs this week. Okay, I respect it. But let me break it down for them folks because I don't think them boys really understanding what we're doing out here, man. So I'm going to tell them, man, and I'm going to let Bella tell their ass too, man, that this has been another episode of the Totally Blitz Podcast. We catch you with that real talk. My boy Paul got the Canadian whiskey. I got that drink in my motherfucking cup. But I'm in this bitch getting drunk as fuck with that boy Paul picking with him concert. It's your boy Lil KK, a.k.a. the Dom PYE, a.k.a. Kev Waterboy Savoy. And this is the Totally Blitz Podcast. And if you didn't know, now you know. You be Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with, I'm quick, being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools, you could go.